0: All right, people, people, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what it do. Like I said, this is your boy K Styles here, and you're on a weekly rendition of the Six Man Convo, which is just me, your boy K Styles, the Six Man. How are we doing this? Glorious evening. I want everybody in the chat that's in here. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Like I said, make sure you follow Atlanta Falcon Nation have if you haven't just k styles if you have it and what you what i also want y'all to do is if you want to leave questions or anything you put hashtag ask k styles in the comment section of these videos but hey i want to know i want everybody that's in here i want to know how are y'all doing this evening did you have a good day so far um <laughs> hey Let's go ahead and get to some of these shout-outs. You know how I got to do it around here. Uh, Like I said, you got your boy, Mr. Motivator, first one in the building. You got Joseph Thornton, the real Marcus Allen, Georgia, Texas boy, Anthony Evans, Atlanta Nation, ATM 3405, Michael Walker, Asia Green. What's going on, Mama Fred? Butts one Carter. And Mr. Seawheel. And YMOF Jamal, hey, what's going on, man? Um, I know y'all coming here for some Atlanta Falcon football talk. Um, We're going to go ahead and get right into it. And I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Let's go ahead and get started on on this topic. My bad. Day two, Falcons minicamp. I don't know if a lot of people have heard, but they said day two was a pretty good thing going on here. Um, I actually have a couple keynotes here coming from the day two mini camp. Okay, of course, we all know that Calvin really's going through his um foot surgery. Um, uh, it's probably like some little clean up bone stuff because you know he's been dealing with foot problems the last couple of years, but they say he's gonna miss the rest of it he's gonna be there for um training camp but it also was a good thing because they allow the young receivers and other receivers to get some reps and let these coaches know what they do because i know they especially like frank darby i know a lot of people will be like well what's the hype about frank darby um Basically, what he got his combination that what they compared him to is um on a jarvis landry type um but the thing is he is the energy guy as we all know he is the energy guy but i got another i got an, i got another key point here um let me go ahead and put this picture up here um Let's see, I'll go ahead and put a picture up here so I can show y'all what I'm talking about. Hey, your boy Cordero Patterson is showing out in these many camps right now. Why I say he's showing out? Well, we talk about X factors. We talk about guys that can be put in multiple situations we talk about that with a Kyle Pitts but this is another guy that they're looking at to kind of be that move all around the formation type of guy um what more can I say did you see the visor he got the dark visor so you know he's gonna be good (laughs) hey man I, I love it man um with the familiarity with what these coaches want. Like you said, we haven't had a running back like that that has actually been that X factor type of back in a while. But let's go ahead and get into some of these comments too. I want I want to know what y'all thought on those tapes. How do you feel about Cordero Patterson, what you've heard, um, training camp news, like, like how is your optimism feeling as far as how this process is going right now? But let's go ahead and get into some of these comments. Ricky Fontaine, pretty Ricky, what they call him. What's going on, man? De- De- Devon Johnson talking about I'm not good until the Hawks win another game. Hey, we 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 trying to get there, man. We hey, we at home. You gotta take you gotta, you gotta take, take the momentum back. Appreciate you tuning in, man. Atlanta Nation says, did you hear Marla Nation hit a field goal? Yes. And, you know, the first person that celebrated with him was um old Stephen Means-ass. You already know. He celebrates everybody else's stuff but his own. But we appreciate it. But, hey, it's good to see the guys having fun. But And also the accountability as well as the coaching staff is because now these guys are messing up in practice. They running laps. Let me repeat that again. They running laps. They say Kyle Pitts dropped off sides. He running laps. <laughs> Jalen Mayfield got called for false start. He running laps. Like I said, where have you heard that from? You ain't heard that from the um, the Gilberg era, the Gilberg and Smithers era. We ain't heard nothing like that. And push-ups, yes, yes. It just felt good to see that. I said, John Phillips, what's going on, man? Hey, I want everybody to put some red and black in here as well. I want to see red and black going down this chat line, too. All right, we got. What is this? Saint16 says, Falcon fan here all the way from California. Hope everyone is doing good. Oh, yeah, we all doing good over here. Eric Madal, what's going on, man? <laughs> Uh, Let's see, what else we got here? Yeah, Aaron Maddow said, Arthur Smith got the system. We just need the players. Oh, and also, I want to put this out here before we continue any further. If you're wondering how they're going to use Kyle Pitts, I I got some homework for y'all to do, and I want you to let me know on tomorrow's Friday Night Madness show I want you to go look at tape on John new Smith. You can look on YouTube where, wherever you look on YouTube here. Um, Look up John new Smith highlights and watch and look at the versatility of where he lines up at. And this is what exactly you're going to get with this offense. Guarantee y'all going to love it. Uh, Anthony Evans says they're making Frank Darby practice what he preached and he's doing it. Yes. That's what it's all about. You have to show up. And I'm glad we got this um, coaching staff. Oh, look at it. I see all this red and black here. All, all of it. I'm going to go ahead and put your names up there since y'all since y'all throwing that red and black. I'm throw your names up there. We got Quill Tyler. You already know. Atlanta Nation. Hey. The real Marcus Allen. Hey. Chef Nate. Yes, sir. Red and black. Michael Walker. Hey, Anthony Evans. Anwar Hill. Mr. Lee got all red, but we'll take it too. um, YMOF Jamal. There you go. Hey, man. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the love. We got to show love to this team because ain't nobody else going to do it. Um, I saw somebody say, um, Quadri Um, yeah, that's another, that's another thing. I'm going to go ahead and talk about right quick. Is, is, let me go ahead and throw this picture up here so y'all can see this. We got another dark visor <laughs> for Mr. Quadri Olson. You know what that means. He's going to be balling, but. The news come out is basically he's he is improving every day. Um, his pass protection is getting really better. Um, it was already decent enough. It's just the fact that <laughs> we already know uh, Farmer Fran's offense um, can't nobody can't no running back blocking that offense. That's too that's too much time. But that's basically why he didn't play last year because Farmer Fran. Said that he couldn't block and he didn't trust him enough to be on the field. I'm like, bro, you have a six-one, two hundred thirty-pound running back. Run the damn ball. Let me repeat that. Run the damn ball. I don't know if y'all heard it one more time. Let me say it again. Run the damn ball. But. With Mike Davis being out, and like I said, we got all these key guys that are out is letting these young guys get these reps. And that's what I'm loving about this team. Like I said, this team is this team's basically gonna be um as they would call kind of like the bottom feeder as far as expectations in the NFL. But hey, that's how that that's how we like it. That like, like I said, y'all count us down. All we're gonna do is goddamn. Get up there and get dirty and do what we got to do to win these games. Here's a good question: here, now, how he know Quadri can't block if he never had a chance? It's farmer friend. <laughs> what more can you say? <laughs> this goofy motherfucker only throws two routes in his place, and that's 10-yard hook routes and damn go routes almost like playing playing uh um uh, madden 15. <laughs> when you playing online everybody running the four street routes going all day y'all seen that y'all seen the, this past pro bowl that's all they would do was throwing them down four go routes um uh, mr. lee said i like i like jay i like Jalen mayfield oh I got another key point here. They've been lining Jalen Mayfield at that right tackle spot. Reason why is Caleb McGarry ain't show up neither. But what they're doing is they're trying to test Jalen Mayfield to see where he can line up at. We already know he's a damn mauler. I mean, well, we've seen the tape. He done, threw guy, he done threw guys into the student section, so we, we we know where that's coming down at. But is this a possible future competition between Caleb McGarry and Jalen Mayfield? We don't know. But with him lining up over there at that right tackle spot and getting some looks there, they're trying to see if he has a spot in the future. Like I say, who knows? Caleb McGarry might not be on this team in the next couple years. They might just be looking for a replacement for him. I mean, because Caleb McGarry is good, but are they going to be willing to deal with him and his heart issues? I know he gets it worked on in every offseason, but if they feel like if he doesn't have that maturation process of getting better and taking his next step, Jalen Mayfield might end up in that, cause. But what we hearing is Josh Andrews, a guy that we never heard about. You, we, you can't find nothing on this guy. Not even college. They say he tearing up that left guard spot, like, like he's like the number one guy right now at that left guard spot. We've never heard of him. I know I didn't. I did a whole. I did a whole stream on this guy. I did a video on this guy. I didn't know he was. That was it. I, it's optimistic, but yes, Isaac Crimes. Yes, coaches want competition at all positions. That's how. That's how you build a win. That's how you build a winning mentality. It's not about. It's not about giving guys positions based on merit. You want to have the guys work for it. You gotta go get it out here, and that's what they doing. Like you said, you could be the worst guy on the roster, but if you if you can outwork everybody else and do your job, hey, you good on it. Tony Wright, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, we just starting, man. We just talking about some training camp news, homie. Like you said, just talking about uh, Cordero, Paris, and on how he's the um. He's the next, he he's the other X factor that we have on this roster, and uh, we're from Jeff Schultz and Diarletto Labbetter, let and them talking about it. Um, they was said talk about Quadri Olsen. like he's tearing up camp right now. Yeah, Rich BK. Yeah, once we put pads on, we'll have a better valuation on a lot. Yes, yes. But the thing is, right now, all they want to do is get everybody acclimated with each other and build that chemistry. But when we put them pads on, that's a whole nother story. That's where the real nasty boys come out when you get them pads. Because all you're going to hear is, click, clap. Click, clap. It's going to be some fights. It's going to be some fights in camp. Let's see. What else are we going to have? Michael Walker says it's going to be hard to double our skilled players in this offense. Mm, yeah, you're right. I don't think they're going to double anybody, to be honest with you. Because, you know, because remember, without Julio Jones, the Atlanta Falcons offense is nothing. So they're not going to double team nobody. And the way this offense is set up, this offense is set it, like I said, it's not going to scare nobody from the outside looking in. But what it's going to do is we're just going we to go up the field. We just It's all about the matchups. So, like I said, basically every player is not going to line up in one specific spot every damn down every play. Because like they say about Kyle Pitts, and I did a video about it last night, Kyle Pitts is one of those guys that you can line up tight end. You can line up on the outside. You can line up in the slot. You can line them in the flex. You can line them up at fullback. You can line them up at running back. And like you said, Cordero Patterson is the same way. So I'm. A, I want to put this. Um, I want. I want to put this into y'all brain. Um, I want y'all to imagine this as a defensive player. Okay, we got. We got twelve personnel coming out the huddle, looking looking at the offense. You see twelve personnel, which will be Ridley, Gage, Hurst, Pitts, and Cordell Patterson in the backfield. This is like maybe like one of those plays. So you're thinking they might run Ace formation, one back in the backfield. So we're gonna run our base defense, four three three four, whatever. But once they get out the huddle and all of a sudden now you see shotgun with three wide receivers on one side and Kyle Pitts on the other side with Calvin Ridley in the slot. Now that, like I said, that's where, that's where this offense, that's what this offense does. Like, like I said, they ran over 400 snaps with multiple tight ends. So, you don't know what formation you are gonna get out these guys. Uh, Jarvis Williams said they got they got you up in St. Louis now. Hey, hey man, it's all good, man. Just make sure you staying safe out there, man. Just make sure you staying safe out there. That's why I ask everybody else that's like like that's watching here, wherever you at. Just make sure you stay safe and keep your energy protected um show sure enough says too much explosive talent and too many weapons double one another's gonna hurt you yes and the thing about the thing about this offense it's a like i said it's a levels and it's a space in offense which basically means it's not gonna be predicated on just trying to beat you on the outside it's gonna have you're gonna hit all nine zones on the defense Um, let's see, Sergeant AR10, what's going on? What's going on, man? Uh, Joe Houston said, I'm finally excited to see joint practices against a real team. Yes, they're going to have a joint practice against the um, Miami Dolphins, so that's gonna be interesting. There's gonna be some fights out that month. I'm gonna tell you about that now. Then, like I said, y'all make sure y'all hit that thumbs up, but y'all make sure y'all share this to somebody that might not be following Atlanta Falcon Nation. That might not be following just K-Style. That might not follow Atlanta Falcon Nation on Twitch. Yeah, we on Twitch too, so yeah. We doing, We trying to do it right. But yeah, make sure y'all get the thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Um, Let me see. There's another... There's another. Um, Another topic I'm gonna get into, like I said, I've already said about the Kyle Pitts thing. Um, then the other highlight was, oh, Mike, Michael Walker got a pick six off of Matt Ryan in practice. Like I said, that's just one of those things where he's trying to he's trying to develop a role here as far as versatility. That that's what this team is going. That's what this team is built on. It's versatility. It's you're not going to know what we're going to throw at you. It's unpredictability. That's what we are looking for. I mean, defense, that cover three, like I said, if you ain't got the defensive line to really dominate, that cover three was no good. Um, Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. He's there. I can't wait. I can't wait to see a split backfield of Patterson and Hawkins. That's going to be interesting because, I, like I said, we don't know how this running back rotation is going to be used because this is, this is a lot of running backs we do have. I mean, Hawkins may be one of those they use every now and then, guys. But what they might do with him, they might use some, him some in special teams. It's just gonna be based on the it's just gonna be based on the matchup. If somebody's cold, they're gonna give somebody else a chance. Cause Patterson, we really can't call Patterson a running back, even though they list him as a running back. He's he's just a football player. So let me see. Kenneth Lewis said, Did you hear pro football focus says our secondary is gonna be ranked 32nd in 2021? Hey, I got prove them wrong. Our secondary can't get no worse than it did last year. I'm just going to say it right now. You ain't getting... Like I said, defense ain't getting sacks and ain't creating no turnovers. Yeah. It can't get no worse than last year. <laughs> Myra Jackson said I'll share it to ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I know ESPN viewership usually going down the drain every now and then, but um i think and the sandra i think he talking about caleb huntley um that's gonna be tough because like i said they've already got three printed running backs right now that we know for sure is gonna make the 53 man roster as we know mike davis the darryl paris and Quadriosa. and like i said huntley and hawkins it's gonna be hard for huntley to get on that 53 man roster unless they convert him to fullback or something like that, because you already have two power backs, really. You have and two versatile third-down weapons you can use. So it's going to be hard to make the 53-man roster, but he definitely will be on the practice squad. I know that much. <laughs> the RRTs, <laughs> OTLC match. we're going to call this the RRTs, receivers, running backs, tight ends, oh, my. Except I ain't finna be running around the room talking about RRT. I might I might bust my knee trying to do that. <laughs> Let's see. We got another one. Said according to Smith, we'll keep these running backs fresh. Yeah, that means every running back is gonna at least get a couple carries a game if you're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's excited, like I said okay jarvis you said barkevis mingo is a sleeper yes he is a sleeper like i said he's not going to wow you but that uh veteran leadership is what's definitely important as far as what this team needed defensively um me personally and i've said this in a couple comments and a couple of my videos before I said Eric Harris is gonna be a sleeper in this defense too, because remember, not only is he a safety, he's a linebacker too. So you kind of that—that's where that versatility comes. So even if you do plug him in as that second middle linebacker, it's basically like having a third safety out there. So those kind of pieces right there is definitely what you would expect. Like I said, fifth worst pass defense in NFL history last year. Well, you can't get no worse than that. Oh my goodness. We got a 49.99 super chat from Mr. Jarvis Williams. 49.99. Um, I know Drew had his cowbell. Um, I ain't got the harmonica with me right now. Um, but we're gonna <laughs> <coughs> we gotta make shift that one right there. He said, do you think Dion and Foyer can make the Pro Bowl this year? Your thoughts maybe even a walker. I don't think it even matters. I really don't. I, I like I said, they they can, but the problem is because you they're technically kind of not like big names in the NFC like that. I mean, Dion is and Foyer is, but we, we have to remember the Pro Bowl is nothing but a popularity contest. Um, yo, know, like yeah. The defense definitely has to go get be in the middle of the path for those two to make the Pro Bowl. But um me personally, I don't give a damn if they make the Pro Bowl or not. I just need them, I, I just need to see a defense, them be the captains of this defense and get out of the gutter where they was. And I believe they can do that. And like you said, Michael Walker, he's another one of those guys. I feel like he's going to have a breakout season as well. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. He said they won't be in the Pro Bowl if we in the Super Bowl. Hey, there you go. There you go. Hey, hey, what I said. Optimism. Like I said, we, we ain't saying Super Bowl, but the main thing we're saying is we need this team to just be better than they was last year. Remember, NFL is a parody league. You can go 4-12 one year and be in the playoffs next year. Just like that. That's all it takes. All it takes is a couple of damn pieces. Um, Mr. Sewell came up. He said the media are pretty upset because we kept Matt Ryan and traded Julio Jones. The narrative is to not let Matt Ryan be good in Atlanta. The media hates on the A. And this is what the problem that I always do have with like media, as far as Atlanta sports in general. I mean, we always kind of get the short end of the stick. See, the issue is now, like you have to you have to look at the Hawks, for example. They've already painted Trey Young as the villain of the NBA right now. Already. Yeah. Luka Doncic is supposed to be the Lord and Savior of the NBA right now, and Trey Young is the villain. Um, I don't know if y'all read the article. It was – um I think DeAndre Hopkins kind of got into his feelings about the whole Julio Jones trade. He was talking about um basically how he was disappointed that Julio didn't get traded for a first-round pick. We have to remember this. When you publicly say you want out and teams know that you want out, they're not finna give you... They're not finna give you gold. Because they know that the team has to get rid of you like like Jude Tall Sports said before. He said, these teams are going... Like, they find out that you want out of there, they're going to lowball you. They are definitely going to lowball. But... <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. There's the homie right here. I I, 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 why do I always give this fool some damn attention here? But I do talk about I'll trade Matt Ryan for two egg sandwiches. <laughs> What's up, Sean? But you don't get your ass on somewhere with that, shit what <laughs> About 50,000 Matt Ryan's. You talk about trade Matt Ryan every goddamn show. There's about 500,000 Matt Ryan's out there. I bet you he played mad. He created a whole team of Matt Ryan to put all these stats of zero and just try to beat them 120 to nothing and shit. (laughs) We appreciate you joining us. Ultra shadow 97 said the media hates Atlanta sports because Atlanta is not a mega market. Actually, Atlanta is a mega market. The problem is the fan base in Atlanta doesn't make the case better. Let me repeat that again the fan cuz you have to remember Atlanta is a diversified city as far as the sports fans because about 30%, 40% of most people that live in Atlanta don't ain't from here. That's why I say everywhere you go around the corner you're going to see Saints fans, you're going to see Cowboys fans, you're going to see Steelers fans, you're going to get Browns fans, you're going to get Giants fans, you're going to get Carolina fans, Tampa fans. But like I said as far as the core fan base in Atlanta it's not for especially for like Falcons sports, Falcons, Hawks, and Braves. It's only like really like a small tight knit amount of people. Now, when the Georgia Bulldogs come to the damn equation, it's about 105% of Georgia Bulldogs fans in here, Georgia, because that that's who that's what this city, that's what they push the city to be, is Bulldogs country. Like you said, the AJCs, they push it. They they don't push Atlanta Falcons, Hawks, and Brands like that. They push Georgia Bulldogs. That's just the belly of the beast. I think, I think they don't like Atlanta sports because everybody's moved down here. All the celebrities, all the athletes got houses down here, all the actors. Like this is Hollywood down here. And they hate that. They hate that fact. But the thing is, as long as how about I about say, as long as we um stick together, stick with what we got here. I'm talking about the truth fans, the fans that's willing to be there when the chips are down. Like you said, you can only go up from here. Hell, think about it like this. The, Cle- the Cleveland Browns made it to the playoffs last year for the first time since well, what was almost 10 damn 12 years. Hell the Bills. First made the playoffs for the first time last couple years in 20 years. But those fan base was still loyal to the team and still loyal to the players on the team. And I know some people are going to say about, well, did you see the pressure on Julio Jones? I'm going I'm to keep it real honest with you. We ain't worried. I'm not worried about Julio Jones. Like I said, they like said that's where he want to be at. Like I said, let him go ahead, let him continue his career. If he feels like he can win over there, that's fine. But we have to remember to stick. We have to focus on the guys that are here. Because that is the same exact thing that happened with Michael Vick. Everybody was so worried about Michael Vick and what he did when he wasn't here that you pretty much ignored the rest of the team. And that's not how you're supposed to do it. Um let's look hold on. Let's let's get some more of y'all comments here. I mean, I know I've been rambling on for a little bit. Let me get some more of y'all comments in here right quick. Um, let's see. No no mad joker says ATL for life. Hey, damn right. Um, we got twin fish one on one said Atlanta is a city of transplants. Everybody comes from everywhere else and bring their team loyalties with them. Yes, because. If you notice, if you watch a Falcon game, you watch a Falcon game, you notice the stadium is half... It, the stadiums are usually like at 70% capacity for Falcons games, even when they're winning. You got to remember that. See, Tony Wright said, you're right, k style because of my parents. 6% of people leaving Atlanta do not like the Falcons at all. And that is true. It's for personal reasons or... Or, or like you said, they're fans of other teams or that it's just for personal reasons. Like you said, once, Ma- once Michael Vick was gone, majority of the fan base went with him because you, like you said, you, you don't have that ESPN highlight. Because you have to remember around that time, everybody was watching ESPN a lot. So every time you watch ESPN, there was a Michael Vick highlight. It was him throwing the ball 50 yards down the field. You see that one throw for 50 yards down the field, then you don't watch the game and realize he'd have missed on seven damn dump-off passes. Because let's remember, even when he had Algie Crumpler as his only weapon, Algie Crumpler, the best season he had with Michael Vick was like 600, like 750 yards. So it wasn't like he was a 1,000-yard receiver. Um. Hold on, let's see what we got here. Georgia test boy said, Folks from Georgia don't move to ATL, just spend money. (laughs) Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I didn't come prepared with my harmonica, man, so I had to make one up on the fly. Hey, that this is what y'all come to see me for is to do the goofy stuff on AFN. I do the stupid stuff, but as long as I make my goal, my, my thing about this is as long as I make one person laugh. I did my job for the day because you never know who needed that laugh, And that, that's what I do it for. Big had a better defense than Matt Ryan. He did. And that's another thing nobody really talks about. Like I said, you think about it. You th- think about that defensive line Vic they had with Vic back then. Like I said, it was, it was Patrick Kearney. It was Brady Smith. As I said, Rod Coleman came a little bit at the tail end of Michael Vick's era. But when you got Patrick Kearney averaging damn 12, 13 sacks a season out of a three-four defense, that's kind of amazing. So so the defense, like I said, they weren't elite, but they were better than what we had now. Mr. Lee said Julio Jones is wearing number two. Man, that man could wear number two. He could wear twenty two. He could wear. Well, he can't wear thirty two. He can't wear twenty two. He can wear two. He could wear four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, he could wear. He could wear double zeros for all I care. Like I said, we just gotta let got let him do what he do. Like I said, at the end of the day, Julio Jones is still in it. He's still a legend here in Atlanta, no matter what anybody says, and even I will say that. But. You got like I said, he feel like he got to continue his career in Tennessee. Hey, that that what I said. That that what I do with my hand. Hey, right there. He said, "I don't remember New York being great." The Giants had a case, and the Jets are drunken red head stepchild. <laughs> yeah, the Giant. Well, the thing about the Giants is the Giant. The Giants. Like it was like between eras, like the '80s, where they was winning a couple of Super Bowls, and then you had 2008 when they beat the Patriots. They actually beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. But they got, but they got the Lombardis to kind of show for it, so you can kind of put them up there as far as one of them elite franchises. Um, hey, we still trying to trying to get the number one. I want to make sure I can do it before I'm six feet under. That's all I can say. Um. Yes, yeah, and I just and I Antonio Holloway, I just said that. Yeah, everybody that made a mistake was running laps. If <laughs> anybody know about sports, when you make a mistake, then oh god, especially basketball when you had to run them suicides. Yeah, you, you wasn't trying to make them damn mistakes again. let's see he said we do not play Tennessee in the regular season until 2023 at Tennessee who who, hey who's who's even guaranteed to say that that team would still be that same team would be there 2023 hell hey, we might not even be on that team in 2023 what are you talking about Fans think if you don't like Matt Ryan, you're a Michael Vick fan. That's not true. Falcons just look a basic, boring football team under Matt Ryan. But that's what I'm talking about. Like I said, it's it's boring. That what we that what I always say. Matt Ryan is boring. Every like, but like I say, every team cannot have an exciting quarterback. You, it, like you think about if you think about exciting quarterbacks. Like, are you bait, like I said, if you're basing it on just running ability or somebody that's just gonna make the wild play? A lot of the, like, like I said, a lot of times you don't need a quarterback to be excited. You just need a quarterback that can execute and produce. And you also need a team in all three phases of the game. But, um, but there's a, di- like I said, the difference if you say, but the thing is, we got people that say, that, that that says everything, but they don't like Matt Ryan. And it comes up with every other excuse outside. Of that's why I said I would rather you say you don't like Matt Ryan. At least I can say, okay, fine. Hey, that's your preference. But when you start coming up with other things like, okay, he can't throw the ball, or 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 he throws ducks. I mean, you you look at a lot of the games and stuff like that. You could say he throw ducks to Julio Jones. But you're not finna throw no 15, 20-yard passes to Calvin Ridley on the dot throwing ducks. I'm just saying. But. Hold on. He said we need a gunslinger that throw the ball like Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. Drew Brees was never a gunslinger, bro. <laughs> hold on. Oh, let me put it back. This dude said, Drew, Drew, bro. Drew Brees was never a gunslinger. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that, like I said, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is not technical. Brett Favre was a gunslinger. You saw the interceptions he didn't he threw a lot of picks. Like I said, that's a gunslinger for your ass. Aaron Rodgers, I really wouldn't even call him a gunslinger. He can throw the ball far, but I wouldn't call him a guns. A gunslinger takes chances. Aaron Rodgers don't really take chances like that. He's very efficient. And that's why they usually call him like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Because that's that's a very efficient quarterback. And I would give him props on that. But the thing about it too is a lot of the losses that they have in the playoffs, and we said it on the previous show, too, is Y'all say, Matt Ryan gets passes. This dude gets more passes than anybody. And it will be certain, And like I said, there'll be certain passes he'll throw where he'll cost the team game. There'll be certain plays that he don't make that will cost the team game. But that's why I say it. Every quarterback makes a mistake. Every quarterback doesn't throw lasers all the time. I've seen Brett Favre throw ducks, too. Every day it wasn't that often, but I've seen them throw some ducks too. Like I said, every quarterback throws ducks, every quarterback makes mistakes. It's all about overcoming those mistakes. But let's see what else we got. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what let's see what else everybody. Hold on. No, Matt Jones says, So if Matt Ryan was to throw deep balls every game and majority get picked up, what's going to be the excuse then? The excuse is basically going to be, well, he's not accurate on he he. let say his arm wasn't strong enough. <laughs> That's why I said, the older the quarterbacks get, you want to shorten up his throws. You want to put him in a situation. You want to put him in the system that shortens his throws up. One two step boom that. That's all you gotta do. One, two, boom. That's what you want him to do. And that and that's what this Arthur Smith offense is it's one, two, boom. Or one, two, three, boom. Farmer friend and dirt cutter. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You see the difference? That's why you get sacked a lot. That's why you get sacked a lot. Think about that. One, two, three, four, five. No, look. One, two, three, four, five, boom. One two boom can't get sacked if you got the ball if you got the ball out the hand in less than three seconds. Let's see let's see he said three years ago the Saints led the league in deep ball passes. Now we talking deep ball, as in if we talk about throwing the ball deep, or, or what they call um, twenty yard plus. Hold on, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get the right word for it, because you could throw you could throw a ten yard hook, you could throw a ten yard hook or something and take that bitch forty yards. Trust me, three. And that's three years ago. Three years ago, I don't remember them throwing no deep passes like that. I remember it maybe in like one. Maybe two every couple games, but nah, I don't, I didn't see that. But, but you have to remember as well, even when they led it deep, like I said, the deep passes are not guaranteed to win you no games because in the playoffs, your short, the intermediate passing game is going to be your best friend. The deep pass don't mean a damn thing. Hell. I might have to get a new damn camera in this thing. This thing look like I got a ghost on my back. Let's see. The real real says Matt Ryan hits deep passes all time accurate, and Matt Ryan's great strength is getting the ball out quickly to the to the right receivers. And that's his his thing. I ain't even gonna say that. His best game is the play action game. That's what he does best. Even out of, coming out of Boston College. Play action game was his best friend. Boston College was a running team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You said it right. Yak yardage. I would not, they didn't leave. I don't think they made the league in a deep past it. They might have led the league in yak yardage. There's a difference. <laughs> wait a minute, what wait. he said that's the ghost of the falcon on your back, case style nah, that's the ghost of the time I used to be skinny, that's what that was <laughs> uh, nah, 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 I wouldn't say this is a jinx camera, I was trying to damn, mess my, I messed my settings up, trying something different and it just, it just looked awful it's a off. Um, I ain't gonna be on too much longer because I don't like the way this thing looks, but um I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get a couple more of y'all questions, uh comp, and I'm gonna read a couple more comments and we just gonna tune on out. Um let's see. Let's see what else we got. I'm see somebody. Actually, this shadow thing kind of gives me kind of a um Kind of I don't know if y'all y'all seen that lupe fiasco video old school love it kind of you that old school love feel right here right now because that's how the video was going but I'm gonna get this fixed I promise y'all that um Mr. Lee said coach Mike Vrabel taught Arthur Smith how to have crazy and cruel practices making a grown man think in the in the practice yes because that's under that Bill Belichick regime that's how they used to do them. But um we talking about big talk. Yeah, I am lagging right now. Hey, don't worry about it. I'm gonna have this fix, I'm gonna have this fixed tomorrow. So we'll be good. Antonio Holloway says, um, do we have enough cap space to sign free agents? Yes. After we sign a rookie class, we're gonna have about $10 million of cap space. Um, so don't be surprised you look for uh, Oh, yeah. Like I said, this is going to be the last question night that I'm going to ask you, all since we're going to have about ten million dollars of cap space. um, Who do you think that the Falcons should should the Falcons sign somebody else or should they just stay put and just use that ten million for next year's cap? So I want I want you to give me your answer, like who you think would be the best free agent to look at right now? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Ooh. God, that didn't do no better, neither. Hmm. Um, let's see. The floor, Bisky. Hey, you he said what happened to Bitlow Country? Hey, Bit Low Country doing his own thing, man. That's still family though. He's he's doing his own thing, but shouts out to him as well. Like I said, ain't know. Like I said, it's all love over here, man. <laughs> Antonio, Hull, like I said, signed Chuck Smith. <laughs> hey, my rookie, Justin Houston. He got you know, what Atkins out there. Hey, we still got Jerrell Casey out there. I don't think we need Malik Hook. To be I don't think we need. It. We already got too many damn safety ideas. That that the case, you would never did. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't have did the damn thing like that. that is- Let's see. I see some said that about signing anybody due to anybody on the cover. Trust me, with this new regime. Don't be surprised. He 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 come, he coming up here stirring up shit. <laughs> it's all good though. It's all good, love. Uh, we got Justin Houston. Um Jeff Holland. Probably discuss that more tomorrow. Um, like I said, this just I, I just wanted to do uh <laughs> Oh no i didn't say it was hate i just said you were his start you his stern shut up <laughs> that's why i say it's all love <laughs> like i said ain't nobody been disrespectful to nobody that that's the main thing we ask everybody have their opinions. y'all can talk y'all shit. but as long as you don't disrespect the person you talking to it's all good <laughs> yeah ultra shadow said justin houston um this is it Nobo D B <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But like <laughs> what what you say, Sean John? What'd you say? No, what'd you say? No. <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> what the, what'd you saying? No bro? What you talking about? No. But but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kind of end it here. Um kind of got a short, I got a Got an early day tomorrow to work. But like I said, I appreciate everybody tuning in with the six-man convo. Like I said, y'all make sure y'all follow me at Jess K Styles, um, Atlanta Falcon Nation. Y'all follow that YouTube at all handles. Um, like I said, also remember, in these videos, in these comments, if you got a topic or a question retaining the football, basketball, whatever sports you got, put hashtag Ask K Styles. And like I said, we like you said, it might you might your topic might end up being a topic of discussion on the six man combo. But um, since I ain't got Mike here, I can't do that outro. But I'ma just say, um, appreciate everybody watching with me. Like I said, y'all putting up with me. I'ma just say this one time: you ain't gotta go home. But you got to get the hell up out of here and see you tomorrow on the Friday Night Madness. Deuces.